Welcome back to the No Bull Podcast. Thanks for joining me here. This is episode two of season one. And the topic for today's podcast is learning how to honor your feelings. In episode one, I shared my experience learning and coming to understand that emotions or feelings are an indicator of what I'm focusing on or what I'm thinking about or what I'm believing in the moment. Rather than confirmation, certainly for me, confirmation that something was wrong. When I was growing up, uh, you'll hear more, you can hear more about this in my origin story, but when I was growing up, I lived with anxiety. I, I understand now that's what that was. And I always took it as confirmation that something was wrong. And what I know now is that that's not what feelings are intended for. When we are thinking about something that is not in harmony with the truth of who we are, which is the spark of the divine here in the material world, if we're thinking about or believing something or focusing on something that's not in harmony with that truth, the feeling we're going to experience is going to be one we would call negative or uncomfortable. And so very often when you're feeling like that, if you can learn to honor the purpose of feeling rather than powering through or disregarding it altogether, you'll come to understand more and more about yourself and and your focus how you see the world and how the world shows up for you because of the way you see the world and the thoughts about it and your beliefs and your feelings. There is a term that's used quite frequently called emotional bypassing. A lot of folks believe that the whole point of understanding thought and and emotion or feeling is to only have positive feelings. And if you're having a negative feeling, you have to do what you can to pivot from a negative or an uncomfortable feeling to a positive feeling. And that's what they call emotional bypassing. I, I can understand why some people might see it that way. And there probably are times when that is exactly what's happening. You know, feelings are one of the unique aspects of being a human being. And they serve many purposes. But they're always an indication of the experience that we're having and the thoughts that we're having and the beliefs that we're holding on to. And so I encourage those with whom I speak when they're first starting out or beginning to look at life in a new way, to learn to really honor feelings. We live in a world that doesn't honor or respect or embrace necessarily the feeling aspect of being human. Oftentimes those emotions are disregarded or dismissed. And that's not good for us. If we can learn to embrace and honor our feelings and sort of be on the lookout for them, uh, 
be aware when we're feeling, especially when we're feeling uncomfortable. If we can learn to embrace that and honor that and then look at it more deeply, life is going to just get richer and richer. So another important reason to honor feelings is because over time, you will come to discern the different tones of feeling. And that's important because of what I just shared, emotional bypassing versus, you know, is this something legitimate for me to look at? So in my experience, when I'm feeling uncomfortable, and uncomfortable, uncomfortable can mean a wide range of emotions, but when I'm feeling uncomfortable, what I've come to know in my own journey to explore and understand feelings is one, I'm either focused on what I call contrast, which is I know what I do want, but I'm focused on what I don't want. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. I could be processing energy. Uh, For me, it's crying. I cry a lot. (laughs) I cry at the drop of a hat. I'm a fairly emotional person, but when I was younger, I always thought, I, I was sort of raised to believe that crying is a sign of weakness. And over time, I came to recognize that that's not true. That in fact, crying is a way to process experience that I've had and feelings that I'm experiencing and to release some old and and pent-up energy that doesn't serve me anymore. I did learn after a few years of allowing myself to cry, I started to pay attention to what I was thinking as I was crying. You know, was I, as opposed to saying the words out loud, like I'm so sad or I'm so upset or this is a terrible thing, you know, whatever. Rather than saying it out loud, I was thinking it in my head. And so over time, I stopped doing that and I would just allow myself to just cry, just let it out. I didn't have to to um, accompany it with this you know, ongoing narrative in my head. I could just let myself have the experience of having a good cry. And when it was done, it was done. And those... Uh, those crying bouts, if you will, got shorter and shorter because I wasn't supplementing them with the narrative in my head. And so as a result, it sounds a little strange to say, but they were more beneficial that way when I was not participating in my thoughts. I was just allowing myself to feel what I was feeling, to have a good cry, to let it go, and then it was done. So again, Learning to honor and embrace your feelings can either show you where you're focused on contrast, help you process your energy, and then the third thing is it allows a limiting belief to raise up to be healed, to raise up in your consciousness to be healed. When I really started to use this sort of method, to become aware of thoughts and beliefs that I held on to that I didn't know were there. 
but that weren't serving me anymore, I was pretty astounded by some of the things that came into my awareness. And one of my partners in this process is meditation. I was a late bloomer when it came to meditation. I I have probably been meditating now for about five years. And if you haven't meditated, I highly recommend that you try it. My life got a lot calmer and more peaceful and consequently happier and more joyous when I started meditating because in the beginning, well, the way I meditate, and there's a no, any number of ways. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's, there's the way that works for you. For me, it was um, sitting in complete and total silence. So I would get up in the morning, wash my face, brush my teeth, and then I would sit in my meditation chair in the complete silence and in the dark, because it was usually early in the morning, And I would try and find some ambient sound to just kind of focus on. And as I was looking for that ambient sound, I would recognize that thoughts were coming up in my head. And some of them were kind of startling. And I remember one of them thinking to myself, where in the world did that come from? And as soon as I asked the question, the recognition of where it came from also rose in my consciousness. And once I recognized it, it's like it was it was like it was a wisp of smoke. It disappeared and it and it didn't it no longer sort of held sway over how I saw my world. That went on for about three weeks. And then that stopped for the most part. It was just from then on my meditations were just very calm, very peaceful, just sitting in the silence, in the quiet. And then about a year ago, my, uh, well, there weren't really meditations so much anymore. It was more about kind of being in almost like this liminal space between being asleep and waking up. When I first would wake up in the morning, I wouldn't completely wake up all the way. But I would to- usually be aware that I was, there was a strong emotion that I was experiencing. Now, I just woke up. So it wasn't like I'd had events happen during the day and this was, you know, cumulative emotion at the end of the day. I was literally just waking up from sleep, but being aware that there was this feeling there. And so what I started to do, and I I have to credit the pandemic, honestly, for a lot of this because life had changed so much. I wasn't commuting every day. I was teleworking. I had a, I had a little bit more freedom and time during my day and you know there was a lot less typical stress in my life at the time and so I felt like I was I had like this safe space to explore these emotions that would arise so I would again be coming up out of sleep in the morning and become aware that there was this uncomfortable emotion And I would just kind of, I didn't move. I didn't get up out of bed. I was, you know, comfortable, uh, you know, lying on my bed. My, you know, sheets or blanket around me, my head, you know, comfortably on the pillow. And I just kind of let myself sink into it and just kind of would ask the question in my mind, you know, what, what is this? What is this? What is this about? And one or two words would rise up in my awareness and 
I might have an emotional release as a result of it. Just recently, uh, the emotion of abandonment came up, and which was something I hadn't thought about in a very long time. And I just woke up with this really strong feeling. And so I was asking, you know, what is this? And abandonment was the word that popped into my head. And one, as I'm, as I'm sort of ruminating on that, I began to um, acknowledge that I would feel that strong emotion of abandonment. You're going to laugh when you hear this, but I have this thing about dogs and cats and animals. I just get really emotional about them. I just love them, especially dogs. And when I would be on social media and I would come across um, a post about an animal that had been abused or abandoned or was somehow in a terrible situation, I literally couldn't stay on the post. I'd had to scroll right by it. And I had this weird habit of scrolling by and saying out loud, and now they're happy and they're living in their forever home and they've got all the love and cuddles and treats they could ever want. I would say it out loud. It was like somehow I had to override this feeling of abandonment that I was experiencing. Well, I noticed after I acknowledged it in that liminal session, I don't have that as much anymore. It's still, there's like still sort of an echo of it from time to time, but because I acknowledged it and then it, I say I let it go, but it just sort of disseminated on its, on its own. It dissipated on its own. So now that that is gone, I don't have that same trigger anymore. And so when I come across those posts, I don't feel the strong emotion anymore. So being in that liminal space has allowed me to um, acknowledge beliefs that are probably much more deeply buried, I guess that might be the way. It's almost like when, you, when you're in this process, it's like you're cleaning out some sort of a container and, you know, then you get like right down to the bottom, the dregs, and that's, that's kind of what it felt like. Like I was getting, you know, to the bottom of it. So honoring our feelings, honoring that they have a purpose and the purpose is to help us. Um, they're not something to be dismissed. They have a message. They always have a message. And you'll come to know as you go through this process and you honor this system, you'll come to be able to discern whether what you're feeling is focused on what you don't want rather than what you do want, or whether you're experiencing a release of energy. And and sometimes that particular piece of it does involve sitting with what you're what you're feeling you know it's that expression sometimes it's okay to be not okay rather than the the um emotional bypassing of it's okay everything's okay it's always okay sometimes the best thing to do is to sit with it just let it be just so and sometimes you know it'll take a day or two or three sometimes but it has to be okay. Sometimes you've just got to let it be okay. You know, this is where I am right now. And it's okay. Because when we resist these feelings that are bringing us a message, it's not going to go away because there's a message. 
There's a message there from your higher self, from the creator, from your soul. And when you can allow for and receive the message, then the healing happens. That's how we heal ourselves. When the healing happens, you'll know because you'll recognize over time that you don't get triggered the way you used to get triggered. The first step, though, really is coming to honor and embrace emotions and be able to integrate them into our daily experience rather than dismissing them or just pushing past them. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I'll be back in a day or two with more on the importance and the significance of feelings.